Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, God's Child. Today, we're looking at the question, what problems are possible and impossible to God? Whether you want to call them problems, issues, challenges, or difficulties, we all have, will have, or have had them. We try so many different things to solve them, but for most of us, God is often our last resort. You know, I've heard even some Christians say, well, all I have left to do is pray. And I think to myself, why is it that you're going to God as your last resort when he should be your first resort? At least I've learned throughout my life that I should go to God first is the best thing for me to do. But you know what? Like others, there have been times in my life when I haven't gone to God first about a problem or a difficulty that I've had. But let's look in the Bible to see what God has done for those who have actually gone to him with their problems. For instance, the Israelites, when they were enslaved by the Egyptians, they cried out to God. God heard them and he sent Moses to deliver them. Now, there were a bunch of things that happened along the way, but eventually the Egyptians decided to let them go. But as they were gone, they changed their mind and decided to chase after them. Now, they came to a Red Sea. And of course, the Israelites thought it was over with for them, that it was a done deal. <laughs> you know, that was the end for them. But God actually parted the Red Sea to allow them to cross over. Now, the Egyptians, they thought the sea was parted for them to go after them and they went after them but it didn't end well for them so anyway the israelites made it to the other side the egyptians didn't so just like the israelites cried out to god because of their suffering and wanted to be delivered god actually delivered them so that's just like one of the many examples in the bible let's look at another example you have sarah and abraham god had promised that they would have a child and, you know, time went on and they were thinking they weren't going to have one. But lo and behold, when Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100, they had a child. Now, you know, that was supernatural, right? <laughs> because, you know, in our day and time, they start saying when you're in your 30s, around 30, 35 or so, that your biological clock is ticking. And people started getting scared then. Sarah was 90 years old, okay? And Abraham was 100, and they had a child. So there was a problem there. If God had promised they were going to have a child, but they were in their old age. And they were like, how is this going to happen? God does what he says he's going to do. So it wasn't impossible to God. He was able to allow them to have a child in their old age. Then let's look at the three Hebrew boys, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, they were ordered to be put into a fiery furnace, and the people that were taking them almost didn't want to take them because it was so high, but then they were scared because of the king, and the king was like, you know what, this is going to happen if you don't take them. So they took them 
to the furnace, but some of them were killed on the way because it was just that hot. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the furnace and they were walking around and nothing on their body was burned, okay? Nothing at all was burned. And actually, they saw like a fourth man like walking around in there with them, you know what? <laughs> but anyway, God delivered them from the sentence of death to the fiery furnace. That was a problem they had. I say that was a big problem, but God delivered them from it. Then you have Daniel, who was set up by some Cretans. <laughs> okay, and he was ordered to be put into the den uh, or the lion's den, right? So the lions would be like real hungry, waiting for like their next feeding and everything. So Daniel, who was put in there, was assured to be eaten, but no, God supernaturally shut the lion's mouth. Daniel was in there the whole night and they didn't even touch him. There wasn't even a scratch found on Daniel. Now, for those who set him up, who were thrown in there later on, mm -mm, it wasn't the same thing for them. <laughs> but anyway, God delivered Daniel from the mouth of the lions. And then we have Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus who the angel appeared to her and let her know that she was going to birth Jesus Christ. Now, she hadn't known a man. She wasn't even married quite yet, but she had a child. And this child was supernatural. It was Jesus, or who we know as Yeshua HaMashiach. She gave birth to a child and hadn't known a man. Now, I would say that that would be like something impossible, but God allowed it to be. It was possible with God. Then we have David. If you don't know David, David, before he became king, was basically like a shepherd boy. And there was this uh, battle between the Philistines and the Israelites. And you know what? There was this big giant. His name was Goliath. He was huge, okay? He was he was a giant. And all of the Israelite army basically were afraid of Goliath and the Philistines as well. Well, when David went and he heard how Goliath was threatening them and pretty much insulting, you know, insulting God is what he thought, David challenged him. And God allowed David, this little shepherd boy, to kill Goliath with just a sling and a small stone. Now, I would say that was a big problem because the entire Israelite army was afraid of Goliath and the Philistines. But David got in there as a young buck. It was like, look, you're going down today. And it was God who allowed him to do that. Look, a sling and a small stone. But David went in the power of God and was able to defeat Goliath, the giant. Now, I know what some of you may be saying. You know, that was then. That was back then. That was in the Bible days. Stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. Well, if you're thinking like that, let me tell you, even in my own experience, if I can share that with you today. For those of you who want to hear things for today, I remember I was on this job and this particular job, they usually mistreated um, and did some pretty like shady stuff to employees. 
and also the clients as well. They didn't really care about the clients at this particular place. Well, I could see the wrong things that were going on, and I would think to myself, why are people letting them do this? And I was taking notice of that, and I would try to tell people, but some people, they weren't, like, vocal about saying anything about it, what was, like, wrong. Well, thinking to myself, okay, I'm just I'm just going to leave it. Well, although I was seeing what was going on, I didn't think it could happen to me until one day. It happened to me. The shady, little low-down, dirty stuff that they had been doing to other employees, people who were fired um, and let go and all other kind of things, they tried it with me. And when it happened, I was just kind of like, I know they did. I know they just didn't try to do this to me. And you know what? I was kind of like, okay, crazy, but okay. <laughs> and you know what? I was already upset at the way they were treating other people. But when it happened to me, you know what? I was like, okay, 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 okay. I got you. I see. I see. They, they, I, was, I wasn't scared or anything by their little tactics of what they were trying to do. But anyway, you know what? I trusted God. And I wasn't afraid of them. And you want to know that was a difficult situation because there was something that was within my rights to do, but they were trying to tell me that I couldn't do it. And the way that they had to set up and strategize things was so that I couldn't do it and would put me in the wrong if I tried to do it. But of course, I need their permission, which they didn't give to me. So you know what? God gave me exactly what to do. And in actuality, they actually set themselves up for what was about to happen because every wrong thing that they did was being used against them as to how God told me to handle the situation. So I remember God told me to do several things, including writing a letter. He showed me, okay, what was evidence to take all this information and present it to them. Okay, so I wrote this letter. God gave me what to write, what to put in the letter. He told me again the evidence and everything that I need to put with it. I took this in to the main office, right? <laughs> I took it into the main office. And by the time I got back home, they had called. And I got the message saying, uh, so-and-so had called asking for you to see if you were here. And I said, no, she's not here. And so the person who took the message told me that Miss so-and-so said, oh, tell her it's fine. Go ahead and do what she needs to do. Everything is taken care of and tell her to enjoy enjoy herself <laughs> for, for the time that, you know, that, that I needed to take. And so I asked them, I said, when did they call? The time that they gave me was literally like minutes after I had dropped off that letter. So the plan that they had, the tactics that they used against me that were, first of all, illegal, but just low down, shady and dirty, but not, you know, anything out of the ordinary that they weren't doing to other employees or people that had worked for them. But when it came to me, me who trusted in my God, my God gave me exactly what to do in order to deliver me 
out of the plot, the plan that they had set up for me. And it was within minutes because it was what God gave me. It was within minutes that they saw God's strategy that he was using and I was delivered from what they had originally planned and thought they were going to get away with. So just if you want to see something modern day, and there's so many other stories that I could tell you, but hey, there are things that are happening today where God is able to help. Nothing is impossible to God. Do you think you have problems that God can't help with? I mean, have you prayed to him for help? You know, many of the figures in the Bible, from prophets to just your average person, they pray to God for help when they were in difficult situations. You even have David, who wrote many of the Psalms, and many of the Psalms that he wrote were like prayers where he cried out to God. Then we have Daniel, and one of the instances where he prayed, but he didn't get an answer till 21 days later. When the angel told him, God heard him the first time that he prayed, that he set his heart out to call out to God. God heard him the first time. But an evil entity had been in the way that the angel had to deal with on his way to Daniel, which prevented him from coming to him to help him right when he prayed. But God had heard him the first time, the first day that he prayed. It's just that it took 21 days for him to see the manifestation when the angel showed up. So God answers prayers. We even have Jesus. He prayed many times, including for Peter's faith. And before he died, he even taught the disciples how to pray. Like if you look at Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 13, there you have a model prayer when he told them, this is how you pray. And then the answer may not be as we expected. Yes, we should pray to God, but not come with our mindset on how it's going to turn out or how it's going to in for us are the result the exact thing that we want now there may be an exact thing that we want but just know that it may not turn out exactly how you expect it because god answers or provides what is best for us his answer to our prayer could be yes no or something better for us in his wisdom but don't let that deter you from praying you know again don't don't limit him to just having things done like one way again his answer could be yes no or he has something better in mind for you now have you searched the bible aka the word of god for help you know the word of god is basically god telling you about himself Jesus himself used the word of God many times when challenges arose. For example, in Matthew chapter 4, uh, verses 1 through 11, when Satan came to tempt him while he was weak in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days and nights, Jesus responded to each temptation by telling the enemy what the word of God said. And after Satan realized he couldn't get Jesus to give in, he just left him alone. So because Jesus let the written word of God handle the situation by just speaking it in response to Satan, 
he did exactly what James chapter 4 verse 7 says. So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So another way to get God's help is look at the word of God because the word of God is basically him. The other thing is, have you put any of the spiritual gifts given to him to use? I mean, there's the gift of healing, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and so many others. There are gifts out there, especially when you are in the in the in the body of God. You should know what your spiritual gifts are, what spiritual gifts are available to us. And that's another way that God can help us is through the gifts. That's why he gives them to us. And so we can use those spiritual gifts to help us with our problems. Now, have you gone to anyone who has a deep relationship with God? And I mean a deep relationship. <laughs> you don't want to go with everybody now. But have you gone to someone who has a deep relation with a relationship with God? You know, for example, King Saul when he was in the right, he went to Prophet Samuel because Prophet Samuel was deep in there with God. Then you have the example of the judges who the people went to to judge matters for them. Then you have Moses and the 70 elders who helped to solve problems and disagreements or arguments and other things among the people, the Israelites. Then you have King Solomon, who was full of wisdom, who also helped the people to solve problems and things that they had. Then you had Pharaoh, who was not an Israelite, but he went to Joseph who was an Israelite, who was able to interpret a dream for him. So Joseph had a deep relationship with God, and he was able to help Pharaoh to interpret a dream that he had and also use the wisdom of going back to when I said that what about the spiritual gifts that God has made available to us? That is one way God helps us. So Joseph was able to use the word of wisdom to be able to save many people alive once he was able to interpret the dream for Pharaoh, which God helped, you know, give, gave him the interpretation. Then Joseph used the wisdom that he had to give Pharaoh a strategy, a plan in order to save the Egyptian people from the famine, which ended up actually saving, you know, pretty much the rest of the world as well. But again, these are different ways that we can get help from God. You know, the only problems impossible to God are the ones we don't trust him to help us with, as all things are possible with him. There was an instance where a rich young ruler went to Jesus, wanted to follow him, but Jesus told him that in order to do so, he needed to give up all his possessions, need to sell them all in order to follow him. Well, the rich young ruler just couldn't do that because he was so attached to his wealth. And Jesus basically let us know that it's very difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God because of this, because of his attachment to his wealth, to those things that he has. Well, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, it says, Jesus beheld them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now, you may be saying, well, I'm not rich. I don't have a lot of possessions. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be wealth. I mean, like 
a lot of wealth like the rich young ruler had but there are things that we are attached to different things that are actually causing us difficulties or challenges in our lives and we are not willing to give those things up for God but we're willing to keep those even though those challenges or difficulties are coming along with them, instead of giving them to God, allowing God to help us. So that's why God is saying, yeah, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Yes, God can help us with our problems. But if we're trying to do it ourselves, if we're not willing to let it go, to give it up to God to deal with, then, yeah, it's going to be impossible. There is another instance where Jesus cast a deaf and dumb spirit out of a part-believing and unbelieving man's son who had been torturing himself by rule of the spirit over him. And the disciples had tried to cast out the spirit themselves, but they couldn't. As Jesus said that that kind could only be cast out by one who has prayed and fasted. Now, in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said to the man who brought his son to him because he was jesus said if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes so the man was basically saying lord i believe but help my unbelief so he actually admitted to his weakness of yeah i believe but there's a part of me that doesn't believe so help me with that and he said the key word help me with that Help me with my unbelief. And what did God do? He helped him with his unbelief and was able to cast that deaf and dumb spirit out of his son so that his son was healed from that. So exactly what problems are possible and impossible to God? Whatever you don't trust God with is impossible to him because you don't trust him with it. It's only what you're willing to trust to him that is possible to him simply because you trust him with it. Well, let me tell you this way. You got some problems and no one can seem to solve them. God's got the answer. So why not give him the chance? Just trust in God who's love yeah 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 there's so much he has to offer in time you will see that god won't let you down oh oh all things are possible through god all things are all things are all things are possible through God. All things are. All things are. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. 
I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G-T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at Zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G-T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained. Thank <laughs> you.